to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today we have come together, all 32 of us, to celebrate All Saints Day. It's a day rather unique for Christians because it's a day when, I think, feelings tend to be stronger than intellect or even our good Lutheran piety. It is true, I believe. Because with this All Saints Sunday, we remember people who are very special to us and who are no longer with us in this world, although their eternal life goes on. And our remembrances are filled with certain profound emotions, lingering love with residual sadness perhaps at their departure or the pall of loneliness, and yet with the promise of hope. We remember the love that that special person or persons brought into our own life. And I think we reflect with a certain poignancy that they also showed us how to love. There are times when we do wish so ardently that for only a few moments perhaps We could be with that loved one again in this world, perhaps to say what we never quite got around to saying in the first place, or perhaps just to hear that beloved voice once again. For there's a special place in our hearts and our lives that feels so empty in their absence. And at times like this, I believe, our true consolation comes when we discover that that with the promise of Christ we shall be reunited with those who have gone before us. And so this is where All Saints Day finds us, caught up in memories, caught up in feelings, clinging to hope. And it's a hope that will not disappoint us because the light is shining on us. Every saint, they say, has a past. And every sinner has a future. This is a time when we most surely need to be reminded of the empowering grace of God. Every day it would be great, but there are high times, and this is certainly one of them. But I guess we should begin, as we started with the children's sermon, to reflect for a moment on just who a saint is. I suppose if someone were to come up and to ask a good Lutheran like you right on the street, what is a saint? They might perhaps reply that a saint is a biblical person whose life of devotion and nearness to Jesus call later people to be inspired by them, like St. Peter or St. Paul. 
If it was a Roman Catholic who was being asked, he or she might speak of a saint as being a particular holy person who, on account of the quality of their Christian life and their continually continual devotion to discipleship, as they were called, and I should say that it helps if certain documented miracles were attributed to them, led that person to be canonized or officially designated by the Vatican headquarters for the Roman Catholic Church as a saint. For example, St. Teresa or St. Francis. Most of the popes have been designated as saints. One of the traditions that we hold is that of remembering those of our own members who have passed away since the the last um, All Saints Day or last All Saints Sunday and who have thus been led victorious by their Lord and Savior into the eternal kingdom of God. And my conviction is that all of these people are saints. The ones that have been designated officially or the ones that knew Jesus, his disciples or apostles. Or, well, sanctification. It's a word that came up in the children's sermon as well. People who have been sanctified. And it's an important word. In his explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, a fellow named Martin Luther, who I don't believe has been designated officially as a saint in the Catholic Church, but we think of him as being one, he tells us what sanctification means. In his words, translated into current English, is, I believe that by my own reason or strength I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and preserved me in true faith. And on the last day he will raise me and all the dead and will grant eternal life to me and to all who believe in Christ. That's what sanctification is. It's being called by Christ to be his very own. It's being enlightened, having one's light, one's life lighted up by the Holy Spirit. And it's been being preserved by faith, in faith. It's been being given eternal life through Christ's atonement for our sin. All of those things. I recall talking to a person once who, when asked why he stopped being an active Christian, said to me, well, I guess the light just sort of went out of it for me. Now, there's a whole... It's true that there's a whole lot of darkness in this world. Just ask the folks who happened to be at LAX on Friday when the shooter walked in. Because Jesus rose in victory over death, something that not one of us could ever hope to do, we, through faith, share in that victory and are thus assured of eternal life. It's as if the world darkened by sin, suddenly the light has come on for us and we can see things as they were really meant to be. 
I bought a flashlight over at Walmart, one of those expensive Coleman ones, just to be safe, keep it in the car, and boy, that thing is really bright, brighter than almost any flashlight I've ever seen. And you can see things in the dark that you couldn't otherwise. But in a spiritual way, that's what Jesus is. He's the light that allows us to see the pathway to heaven. And that's the truth of it. Listen to Jesus' own words about it. Where in the Gospel of John, he's quoted as saying, I have come as light unto the world that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Last night, we were sitting in the living room, and uh, Inges said, I thought I just saw someone walk past our front window. So I went out, and I didn't turn the light on. I I could have, but I decided to go out and just kind of look in the, the dark, and there was no one there. Their neighbors were just making a lot of noise across the lot. But to turn on the light, you can see all kinds of things. You can see the blossoms that are still there that are shrouded in the evening darkness or you can see I suppose as this is one of those of you that know my wife Inga know that she she has this um, compulsive terror of walking in the dark and stepping on a snake so you never can have enough light at night for Inga. You don't want to walk on snakes. The light helps us see things like that, both literally and figuratively. On this All Saints Sunday, we give honor by our remembrance of one of our own who completed her mortal earthly sojourn, her journey of faith in the months just past, Barbara DuBose. Some of you remember Barbara's long struggle with cancer, how hard it was for her to make that long trip from Jasper. But she did, even at times when you or I probably wouldn't. It is in grateful affection that we speak of her today because she, in her quiet way, shared the light with us as best she could and because she, too, is numbered among the saints in perpetuity. There are others, too, who have been our treasured ones in our lifetime, those who have perhaps long since completed their mortal journey of life and by the redeeming grace of God proceeded to the realms of eternal glory. The prophetic words of Isaiah ring true. The sun shall no more be your light of day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you by night. But the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Their lives were lit by the light of Christ, by the love of God through Jesus Christ, especially demonstrated through Jesus. And their new and eternal lives have been enveloped by the radiant and loving glory of God. We remember them today, Barbara and the ones unspoken, at least on this Sunday. 
because we are reminded of the light of Christ and because they are still loved. But we remember them for a reason. Luther also gave in the Augsburg Confession where he said, the saints should be kept in remembrance so that our faith may be strengthened when we see what grace they received and how they were sustained by faith. Amen to that. The people that we have known in our lifetime who have given strength and focus to our own faith by theirs. And that brings us to another focus of sainthood. It brings us to us, to you and me. For by the loving grace of God, we also stand among those saints as saints. In holy baptism, we were marked by God as his own. In the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, we take into our very being the redemptive body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Not so long ago, I noticed a bumper sticker with this message, a message that I've sort of edited for obvious reasons. It said, life is a pain, then you die. Boy, what a sad and hopeless statement. And a bitter one, too, but you know... I'm sure whoever did that bumper sticker, aside from planning to make a few bucks, believed it somehow. It's a true statement, at least for someone who is having by choice or by circumstance to live his or her life apart from Christ, apart from the light of Christ, because whether they realize it or not, that person is enshrouded by darkness. As we observe the candle on the altar, which will be lit from the light of the Christ candle in just a few moments, we may glimpse a heavenly scene where, according to the book of Revelation, that kind of puzzling book at the end of the Bible that gives some marvelous imagery, the saints dressed in white are gathered around the resplendent throne of God and illuminated by the radiant light of Jesus himself. And that same light shines on you and me today. It leaves a holy mark on us. And we come to understand that we too are numbered among the saints. So when we have All Saints Sunday, it's not just a time of remembering. It's a time of looking to our right and our left at saints who are sitting right there next to us and around us. We discover that we are lovingly remembered by God himself, redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, and sanctified, made holy forever. So let us now proceed amidst the grace of God, remembering with thanksgiving those who have blazed the trail before us. Let us go forth this day with confidence and peace, rejoicing as the saints that Christ has himself has made us. To which we all say, Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.